This is Halftime with the Playmakers, your midweek partner with the live show, The Playmakers, aired on WAM 90.5 on Saturdays from 1230 to 2 p.m. I'm your host, Michael Trim Jr. In today's show, we got some great topics, but to help me out with these topics, I have some amazing guys in the studio. Introduce yourselves. Yo, yo, yo. It's your boy, Miss A13 of my Kiwi, man. Back at it in the studio with the guys in a different location. What's good? What's hood? It's the one and only Jeffrey Hood Jr. repping the DMV in Atlanta area. Y'all like that new spin, don't y'all? <laughs> What's going on, y'all? It's Jay Scott, the fresh man on campus repping the 813. What up, what up, what up, man? It's your favorite country, Nigerian. It's Hafiz. AKA Country from the big 225, you Alrighty, alrighty. So to kick off today's show, we have a new hire for the FAMU men's football team. I said men's football team, like we got a women's football team. <laughs> I'm tripping. <laughs> but on January 27, 2024, FAMU announced their 19th head coach in football history, James Colsey. So I have two questions for you guys. The first question is, what are your thoughts on the hire? And second, what would you consider a successful season, as well as what are your expectations for the football team next year? I'll start off. I was at the presser. It was actually a good one. Both the players love him and the community loves him. So I feel like this is a decent hire because the alumni have been preaching, we want him, we want him, we want him. So you got your man now and the team is behind him so i love that for the team but what is considered a successful season above above 500 which i think he can do easily attainable easily easily but it's easier said than done so just being above 500 and at least winning the swag east at least bare minimum i think it's a great hire that was my guy from the get-go um i think he he knows the culture in inside now he's been there with the team for i think two three years now under coach simmons he was the associate head coach and defensive back coach as well defensive back coach he had one of the highest position groups recruiting wise so i think it was a great hire again the players back him the alumni back him he's family through and through he has connections within the tallahassee i know he was a defensive back at florida state his family has connections all throughout florida within the sports realm so i'm, I'm happy to see him i agree uh, swag east bare minimum i feel like easily he can be above 500 i want to see how he performs um on the road you know it's not easy for a new coach to come in on a program jackson state perform you have a lot of big road games oh you open up the Troy, season on the road even though it's a neutral Miami. location but yeah just see how he performs against these bigger teams and uh i'm excited to see the season I think the team will lose three games. That's my prediction. I think we'll go seven and three, but I wouldn't be surprised if we went five and five. I think Alabama State's a tough game. Well, I'll start with, I'll start off by saying, I think we'll lose at Jackson. I think we'll lose at Troy. And I think we'll lose at Miami. That's my guaranteed three losses. But I also think Alabama, I mean, yeah, Alabama State, I think that's a tough one. And then Southern at home. If we were to lose a game at home next year, I think it would be at Southern. I mean, Southern coming to uh, Ken Riley Field. So my seven. only issue with that is that Southern has a new head coach as well. And mm we've proven that we can beat Southern at home and away. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're returning a lot of our talent along with new talent from the transfer portal. We have the players from Vanderbilt. We have the quarterback from FAU. We have the lineman, I'm pretty sure, from Florida State as well. Mm -hmm. And the recruiting trail is not over. So I, I, I like our chances. But we I, are I agree. behind the eight ball. We are. Far recruiting. So I, I agree that, again, at Jackson is going to be one of the toughest games this season outside of obviously Miami and Troy. But I, I feel confident in him getting it done at home. And my thing with Jackson is, you know, obviously this is year two with their, um, their new head coach. Obviously this is year one for us and what hiring cozy i looked at his resume he only has one stint as a you know head coach yeah. and that was a canadian college football i believe yeah so that's that's a little you know spotty for me so i don't know 
outside of being a you know a coordinator Sweet body for me too yeah outside of being a coordinator i don't know how he would operate as a head coach so that's just my concerns with him but country you can go ahead now that's understandable and by the way we play 11 games oh. uh so i do actually have us lo- only losing two games the the if that i see us losing will possibly be alabama state mm-hmm. because of the returning plays that alabama state has and us going to alabama state which is not an easy place to win as it's been showed in the past but i believe the players already are on board with what Coach Cozy has to bring. You feel me? Because all the players that was in the transfer portal when Coach Simmons left, everybody came back but two. And you having D1 talent from big houses, especially you got a receiver from the, uh, from the Power 5 SEC school, mm-hmm. Vanderbilt, coming to play receiver for us next year. On top of, you got an FAU quarterback and an FAU receiver. On top of the recruiting class that hasn't even left, they was just all on the way to see who the coach was going to be. And everybody is almost signed or is committed. And we have a trail for like next week once signing day officially ends. Yeah. All right. This is my thing though. I hear what y'all are saying, but the thing is, when a new coach coming in, there comes a new mentality and a new mindset to how he wants to coach and approach the game of football. And so I say that to say like we have all these players, we have a lot of returning players, but will it work? Will it gel? There's going to be those first couple of games of the year, it's going to be some growing pains, guys. Like that first game against Norfolk State, that is a toss-up game right then and there. That game against South Carolina State. Another toss-up. Another toss-up. And then you have Miami, you got Troy, and then we start really going into swag play with Alabama A&M, Alabama State. And again, country just said it's pretty hard to win in Alabama as it's been previously proven. So can it work? And where are we going to factor in the growing pains that this team is going to have? Because it's inevitable that this team is going to have growing pains. I agree, but one of the reasons I think that it was a good hire was because it is an easier transition than having an entire new coach who doesn't know the program, who doesn't know the culture insisted by the previous staff, Mm -hmm. who doesn't know the players inside and out. I mean, these players have vouched for him, so they're going to play for him regardless of the growing pains who come with the new coaches. He has to hire a new coordinator. He has to hire a new offensive line coach. So those, I think, where you see the growing pains in these new coaches who are trying to figure out the culture we're trying to instill, not just winning one year, but continuing to have that success in subsequent years. But he's been there he's coached at the highest stage under coach Simmons he's been in the celebration bowl he's been there all season he's been in the weight room even when they were out with the recruiting parties and looking for another coach he's the one that's been in the office so mm-hmm. he's been keeping the players in check so I think it'll be a smoother transition than what you're worried about and he also understands the area he understands the recruiting background because a lot of people keep thinking about what happened with Jackson State and Dion. but the issue with theirs was they lost half of their team mm-hmm on top of they had to recruit a whole new class. Mind you, our biggest weakness last year, sorry to say, but it was our quarterback. Defense was straps, everything else was good, but Musa was a little iffy. Now you have somebody to replace Now you Musa. agree. <laughs> <laughs> now you agree. That's, I, I did it, it I, took you 10 plus episodes did, for you to it, agree. It, I didn't want to agree until I actually saw it from my own eyes, and I was like, bro, because we almost lost the celebration both single-handedly because of him. Like, oh, indeed. really? It was, uh, now, you, now you believe me. But we're we not haters no more, we wouldn't right? Made, we wouldn't have made it to the Celebration Bowl without him, though. That's not true. That's not true. That's not true. <laughs> I told you. I could bear fam you to the 49ers when Jimmy bro, Garoppolo was playing. It, it's no, was it was no reason why our defense was so top three in every category, statistic category in the SWAC, really top two. And we was barely winning games, especially against lesser opponents. Why? Because Musa will put us in bad positions. Like I got, you gotta call it spade for spade. Like this, this I didn't want to, I didn't want to agree at first, but it was just like watching the celebration bowl made you realize, like, bro. No, it made you realize. No, Dang, matter of fact, Jeff matter is fact, right. It wasn't Jeff even know a, what he's talking about see, for this, once. This is a for everybody listening. This is why I don't like to admit when Jeff is right. No, <laughs> no, bro. But like, 
you were tripping. Like, you weren't watching the same Jeremy Musa that we were watching this past season, bro, because... It's because you want to be optimistic and you want to say... Of course, but you have to good, be real. But he was... That brother is mid. <laughs> so do you think our transfer coming from FAU? You think and that... And I was I, just about to bring that up. Can we address that? Because, again, y'all are saying we're only going to lose two to three games, right? Country, you said two. I think, uh, Trim, I, you I said, said three. three. Ma five max. Look, when, when Trim said five and five, again, part of the reason why we almost lost the Celebration Bowl is because of who? The quarterback. Mm -hmm. And I have not seen too many highlights of this brother that we signed that's about to be our starting quarterback. I don't so, have too much stock on him. I don't have too so, much stock on him. I try to look up things about him. I don't, I don't, I don't see no highlights. I see like three clips of him running like five, ten yards down but, the field. But talking, but talking to some of the players, uh, well, a couple of players that I got this on the team, they said that he's actually better than Musa. My thing is that he but has is that not, saying much? But he has the experience. It's not a far bar. I mean, I mean, I mean, well, Jalen, it, it's like this, right? Because they don't want to agree. But if we have something that's better than Musa, we could easily win 10 games. He's not wrong. Because we <laughs> won 10 games with a mediocre quarterback at best. He won best. offensive play of the year. In what the swag. What is that saying? That, that's, that's, what is that saying? He can only it's, play who's in front of him. It's like, y'all want what y'all want to do this again. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, so look, so look, so look. I I had my eureka moment when you know how Jeff and Ahmad would say last matter of fact Tristan was there too where they said Musa had them all in the cold the rain and, yeah, and, uh, <laughs> guess what that was me in the swag championship was it was right raining right right we was right there next to each other okay but. let's let's look at, let's look at this dude right okay Daniel Richardson is the the quarterback from FAU, FAU. so last season he had 2,000 yards 13 touchdowns 10 interceptions a QBR of 40.9 but when he's playing in a swag this is the competition that's, that's in a, amongst QBs in his conference in the FBS he's in the bottom half so again I mean, it was his, better than what we got Musa from. Musa was the four-string quarterback at Wake Forest. Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. Oh. He only threw eight passes at Vanderbilt. He only threw nine in Hawaii. But, but this is my thing, though. My right? bad. So we haven't talked nearly as much as we should have about this guy coming in. But more so, like, we've been talking about the guy that we had before. In his last five games, he's one in four in his last five games. Daniel Richardson, that is. Like, one in four. Right, but he does have the FBS, like Jeremy said, he has the FBS experience. That not only that, not only in. that, they had growing pains. FAU Man, cleared out playing, their entire staff. Bro, this brother's playing teams like Rice, Eastern Carolina, <laughs> UAB. Hey, chill out on Rice. And Eastern Charlotte. Carolina. Chill out on Rice Eastern now. Carolina. Rice was you know, kind of at the bottom decent. of the, uh, the, the only The only legitimate comp was Tulane, who was ranked 24. Tulane was dogs. What he have against Tulane? So against Tulane, 24 for 31, 200 yards. That was his best game. Also. One TD, one interception, and his longest pass was 30 yards. And he was sacked five times. Again, they QBR of 30.9 in that game. They overhauled the entire staff at FAU, too. So a, a lot of that could possibly can contribute to the offensive coordinator there, the head coach. So, I mean, I want to see what he does in the system that's set up by well, FAMU, not actually, by his previous system. I want to bring him on the show. Well, that'd be great. I, I want yeah, to talk, talk, well, talk to that well, brother. Actually, well, actually, if I... Dan Richardson, the quarterback from FAU, right? He actually played at Central Michigan as well, too. So this is his third team, okay. Yeah, this will be his third team, and I believe this is his last year of eligibility. That's what I'm saying. He has the most experience out of any quarterback yeah. he's had. So with that, let's take a look at something, right? He's he's like you say, he has stints in all through college football. He's been starting since his junior year. 
Okay. And his QBR was a little bit better. So, so 2021, he had 2,633 yards, 24 touchdowns, and six interceptions at Central Michigan. The next year, it was an injury plague year. He had uh, 1,988 yards, 15 touchdowns, and five interceptions. And just this upcoming season was 2,001 yards and 13 touchdowns to 10 interceptions. But that also has a lot to do with the lack of line that he had. The protection that he had was terrible. That's a valid point. So I still him, stand so on. I still stand him on coming, him, him coming to, <laughs> but him coming to FAMU is a, is a different stone than when we had Musa, who only threw eight passes at Vanderbilt. So at least we had a quarterback that's played different levels of D1 football, played in the MAC and played in American Conference or Conference USA, which is a tougher conference than the MAC. So nice that, soliloquy, brother. But um, all I hear is I'm right. <laughs> yeah. uh, really okay, okay, so okay. Cool. From everybody from Tallahassee to Baton Rouge to Atlanta to DMV, Jeffrey Hood Jr. is correct. Moose yep. was mid. All right, guys. So now on to some senior bowl stuff, FBS college football. Who are some standouts from the senior bowl? Jalen, I'll start with you. So looking at that game, it was really a defensive show out. I mean, it was a low-scoring game, 16-7. The national team came out on top. From the defensive line, uh, Brandon Fisk out of FSU had a great game. 0.5 sacks, uh, tackle for loss, as well as four tackles. Child Smith Wade had two interceptions, one almost returned for a pick six. So that being said, on top of just a defensive performance, could have been attributed to a sloppy performance overall by the QBs. I know Spencer Rattler had a pretty good game. MVP. MVP, yeah, he won MVP. It really only had like, what, two drives, I'm pretty sure? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it was, it was impressive. He was, he was he four for four. He was four for four. Five yards, one TD. That was, it was a good a nice, a nice little slight showing. You know, prove all the haters wrong. I'm disappointed with Sam Hartman. You know, I, I thought, you know, maybe coming out of Notre Dame, they had a pretty good season this year. He would help his draft stock because, I mean, he wasn't in the top two rounds. I don't think he's in the, the top three, two or three rounds. Uh, they, they actually he was, had a, he was a day three guy. Yeah, day, day three, three guy. guy. Okay, yeah, so he was a day three guy. Didn't really help his stock. Same with Joe Milton. I had high hopes out of him. The hype going into the season was huge. Joe when, Milton uh, looked bad. Yeah, he, he looked, me he looked pretty bad. <laughs> so <laughs> I want to make sure I pronounce this right. Quinion Mitchell, he looked great at Toledo. Yeah. Bo Nix, day two, I believe it was day two or day three. He had a bad day, but he picked it up after that. Honestly, shout out to the 49ers legends. You know, uh, Brandon Rice had an amazing show. And also Luke McCaffrey showed what he could really do outside just being named after McCaffrey. So those are my couple standouts. Yeah, he had a, he had a so, uh, nice little one-handed snag. So my standout was definitely Spencer Riley because Spencer has been getting a lot of flack for his his play this season but the biggest disappointment has to be Sam Hartman yeah. I think he just went from a day three pick to an undrafted Sam Hartman went seven for 25 for 69 yards yeah. my god and threw a pick and I mean he only the only reason he really played was because Penix didn't play right but Penix we all know why Penix didn't play because yeah. Penix has actually been looking bad through the first couple of days but Joe Milton looked as shaky. Uh, okay, he looked at mid. And <laughs> it, it's starting to look like this quarterback class is not as good as we starting to think. Outside, Very top heavy. Yeah, outside of the top, top three with uh, Caleb Williams, Drake May, and Jaden Daniels. You got J.J. McCarthy. I was going to say, it trickles down. You got J.J. McCarthy. This, this quarterback class kind of makes me feel like it's one of those quarterback classes that the guys you might think are going to be great are not going to be great. And the guys that you were sleeping on, they're going to be great. We're looking at Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy, congratulations. So Spencer Rattler, beat the allegation. I ain't gonna lie to you. Hey, <laughs> it's your time. Your time coming, your my time boy. Is coming. Like I just like he's definitely like my favorite player in college football. 
I just think, you know, he just needs the right opportunity. I just All jokes aside. I just don't like how college football did Spencer Rattler. Yeah. Like, like they turned him into the journeyman that he was not. At one point he was a Hasman, he was a Hasman hopeful. And Bro, he was supposed to, he was projected to go number number one, one. right? Yeah. And what didn't help was that he started off with that that Netflix special. He already had that press coming into him, yeah. had unrealistic expectations. Well, and then a brother named Caleb Williams came well, that, to Oklahoma. Yeah. Well, that Netflix special wasn't more so him. It was more so I I don't know why they stopped it. It was actually one of my favorite shows. That's how I got introduced to Sam Harmon, Justin Fields, and Spencer Rattler. Mm-hmm. Like uh, what was it called? QB One. Yeah, yeah. It, it, that wasn't more so him. It just show, it showed a lot of people his character. Like that's what that's what I'm saying. His character and that carried. I feel like in the college a little mm-hmm. bit and he had that negative press around him when re- in reality he was a young quarterback going through growing pains like any other quarterback does he just had the camera on him yeah and then some of his comments that he made after the season was over for him to get suspended it, it was kind of it was kind of bad on his part man but you gotta you gotta give a shout out to Spencer Riley because he has matured from that and he spoke on it too he got a humbling experience once he lost his job to Caleb Williams because he thought he was the greatest man since sliced bread and he was told differently so yeah Another guy you're not going to say is Lad McConkey from Georgia. He showed out just a tad bit in practices, so shout out to him too as well. Uh, one more thing I want to add on Spencer Rattler. Spencer Rattler, we all agree he was the best quarterback at the Senior Bowl, but just put in perspective, he was the best with guys like Bo Nix, potential first-round quarterback, Michael Penix, potential first-rounder, Hartman, and <laughs> Nilton, who, you know, probably day two, maybe day three guy before the Senior Bowl, and Rattler was the best one. So I think team picking on day two or day three, depending on how he slips, I think they'll get a, a really good backup quarterback for the year and potentially a starter. On to college basketball, we had some big matchups this weekend, UNC, Duke, Kansas, Houston, Tennessee, Kentucky. Now, I'm going to be honest, I only watched the Tennessee-Kentucky game, so I'm going to let Jeff talk about the Duke and UNC game. All right, man. You guys can't play defense. Yeah. That's what I tell okay, you. Okay, okay. No, and, no, no, and, don't, and, don't, and, don't okay us. I'm not a big either. college basketball watcher, but, but you, you hyped up this game enough Facts. that I had to watch this I turned game. it on right at 630. Can I can I take the floor, please? Jeff did give a little play-by-play, though. <laughs> can, can, I, can I take the floor, please, man? Listen, Duke failed me, yes. Um, shout out to Harrison Ingram. Had the best game of his life as a UNC player. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm being honest. 21 points, that's the best game of his life in a UNC jersey. The shade is I mean, real. I mean, oh he, he hey, did like Steph Curry he, out there shooting. Hey, I mean, hey, he can't hey, legitimately hey, give hey, props. Hey, like. Jeff, hey, Jeff. It's not even sunny outside, and he, he and did. still throwing shade. No, he, no, he literally <laughs> did. No, that was his literally that was a career high in a UNC jersey. Um, Tyrese Proctor, brother. Oh gosh, he sticks out like a sore thumb. Two points. <laughs> Two points. <laughs> Two points. He had more fouls than points. Yes. Is he coming back? No, he's leaving. He he has to leave. I'm sorry, but um, Tyrese Proctor, you didn't step up to play. Jeremy Rhodes, Jeremy McCann, you always guys step up. Kyle Filipowski. Um, Kyle, listen. He did okay. Some of the shots I did not like when he was shooting a three-pointer and it wasn't hitting. His shot selection, I don't It was just like, second half. get to the rim, get Armando Baycott in foul trouble, but you didn't want to do that? Fine, cool. The referees were terrible. I mean, god-awful. No, no, no. No, 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 Let me say no. this. How does Duke not go to the line the whole first half? Because, Tell me. Because UNC was disciplined. How, Sway? How? Let me, let me. How? The answer, Sway. Let me, let me say this. Y'all, in every statistical category, you can go look it up. Y'all were outbeat. 
outcoached and just outplayed. Scored more points, more rebounds, assists, steals, blocks. Y'all had ten turnovers got to their five. That's the only we, stat we, that we got out rebounded by one. Rebound. Wait, 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 that that whoa, 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 whoa. that rebound number is very is very misleading because at one point they was out rebounding you guys by fourteen. Facts. Yeah, three it, point percentage. Once they y'all took shot twenty six percent. That's, from that's when y'all started getting y'all rebounds up. Yeah, and y'all saw twenty six percent to compare to their thirty eight percent from three. Free throw percentage, y'all had them beat, but that's about it. Y'all wouldn't I don't get know how we had them beat when all them free throws came from second half. I don't know how we had them but beat. Don't, don't forget about y'all three-point shooting, too. Yeah, it was poor. It was yeah. very poor. Um, Jeremy McCain always shows up. Jeremy Roach always shows up. Always. I mean, Jeremy McCain? Two for five. When, when you need him to show up, he'll show he up. Dro- he dropped a nice 20-piece. When you y'all need Jeremy McCain to show he showed up. Y'all only have four players <laughs> Tyrese Proctor was a was a no show, man. Y'all, y'all he had a great game against Virginia Tech, but then no show against North Carolina. Y'all only led once throughout that whole entire game. The score of y'all <laughs> losing by nine is like everything about yeah. that score is just so. It's, mis- it's so you would have thought the game was close, but it was not. It, it got to the point that you just turned the game off. You like, bro, this is not a Duke and UNC game. It, this it is- just hurt my heart watching. Like every time I look at the screen, Jeff, it Harrison was so- Ingram shooting a three. I'm like, oh brother, <laughs> Jeff. It was so bad. I didn't even want to text you because I already knew you was going through a lot like you know what Man. you can have it like it's not it's not y'all got y'all, y'all got y'all get back though y'all gonna get y'all get we, back we though. do we see them again in cameron yeah. you know last time we didn't work out we could have went for the three-peat in the smith arena but it didn't work that's fine though because you know they come back to cameron indoor stadium we're gonna handle business hopefully you know hopefully tyrese proctor can get out of australia for once <laughs> and come up to the united states and actually hoop but <laughs> <sighs> it uh, it and, just hurts to see. And, al- and also, eight assists is not gonna get it done. It's not. Jeremy Roach, I understand he he's more of a scorer, but it's time to he nah. I mean, down. nah. He he's more of a passer, but in this situation, when Tyrese Parker is no show, you have to score. I don't blame him. Yeah, two points is is. is well, I, I don't there, blame he, him. He was out there getting cardio. Caleb Foster looked oh. terrible. Oh, it just hurts my. We had Elliot Kado look better than Caleb Foster. Hey, and Elliot Kado shot ninety percent from three this before brother, his, before this game started. Can, how do you explain playing nearly? 30 minutes and only, and only scoring, scoring two, two points. points. And then That's having more fouls. Bro, he had more fouls than he had points. Yeah. Let me tell you what else he had more than, right? <laughs> it, it gets worse, though. It gets worse. Ahmad, Bad. he had more rebounds than he had points. i give you another one. He had more turnovers than he had points. Make- That's horrible. I don't know how you just do well against Virginia Tech and then lay a goose egg. It's Virginia and, Tech. It's not North Carolina. But I, not I, even that Virginia Tech game was a convincing. And it, it, carried, it carried over into that game. You could tell. They weren't confident in their shot selection the shots weren't falling you had players who, who didn't come to play and like we had rj davis not even look like the best acc player then in that game and we still find a way to lose how is that possible but look though y'all still had a chance because elliot could had a terrible game for unc i mean but he's not even a okay listen i said this on the live show the playmaker shots of the playmakers i literally said this i said armando bacon rj davis arabelle's not worried about when i say that harrison ingram drops a 20 piece special 21 and 13 by the way oh <sighs> we have Elliot Cadeau looking good. Cormac Ryan, like that was the first time he hearing about this man till the game. He Elliot, hit the, wasn't Elliot Cadeau a McDonald's All American. He not no scorer. No, no, no. I said Cormac Ryan. <laughs> oh, but I'm saying like Elliot Cadeau is not a real threat scoring option. Like he gets Ben Simmons treatment. We're sagging. We're not worried about that. We're about your drive, not your jumper. <laughs> that wasn't Duke basketball, but uh, we'll get him. We'll get him next week. And I'm glad, honestly, not next week, but next time we play him. But I'm glad that we only dropped ninth. I don't know how. I don't know how we dropped the no, ninth. because there's it should have been worse. That are dropping out. Yeah, people. Yeah, we got lucky because it should have been worse. We should have been right there where Kentucky is at. 16. Uh, speaking of, <laughs> it should have been worse. Kentucky. 
Uh, what happened? Let's talk about it. Let's talk yeah. about it. I, I no, wait, wait, wait. Can we can we talk about the disappointing game of all all a Saturday though? Who? Houston versus Kansas. I did, honestly T- didn't watch talk it. about a country. I didn't oh watch my it. god. Kansas, no, I did see the score though. Houston just laid an egg. LJ Cryer did not show up to play Bro, first half. Hey Jeff, remember how we was talking about like no, you kept saying, Oh, Houston is too small. Houston is too small. And it got exposed. It got exposed. Mm-hmm. Oh, they were small. Like, there was nothing that they could do. Their girls could not do anything that game. LJ Cryer had, what, five points in the first half? That's just unacceptable. And you're one of the leading scorers, and you got five points? Yeah. Under five points within that first half? That's terrible. Bro, Kansas only missed 14 shots in the game. Yeah, man. Johnny from Australia. Hey, one Australian hooper's hooping. What about you, Proctor? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, he shot the lights out. 17 points. <laughs> missed, what, one or two threes? Come on, man. But it's starting to get to that point in time where we're going to start seeing who the contenders and the pretenders is. So Duke. Houston right now is Duke is not like a pretender. It. Please stop. Okay, I'm not saying Duke is not a pretender, but what I am going to say got pretended is qualities. Kansas is definitely the real deal. Like, they shot nearly 70% I th- I th- on I the field. I think UConn well, is the real deal. Well, actually, actually yeah. definitely UConn, but Kansas is only the real deal at home. Yeah, we got to see how Their game look. does not travel on the road. Like, it's no way that you could be this dominant against Houston but drop a deuce egg to Iowa State at home. I mean, on the road. So we're gonna see what Kansas is made of when when they get into into more of conference play, because they got some games coming up too. But so. I think their starting five is hands down probably the best starting five in college basketball. I mean, you could say that so, but I'm gonna say what Kansas got coming up. We're gonna skip past this Kansas State game. They got Baylor. They got Texas to at Texas they play. Tech. They play Kansas State today. That's I was gonna a, that's say a Kansas State is actually a good game. But it is. But I feel as though that that's a game that they can win easily. Win. But the thing about Kansas is they just turn the ball over too much. They literally. Either are losing the turnover battle, like, or it's they're just turning the ball over. Like, I don't know. That's that's a, that's something that they have to work on. Definitely, I will say when I watch their game for sure. Like, they turn the ball over too much. Oh, now to touch on this Kentucky and Tennessee game, I want to hear your thoughts on the Tennessee game. What are our like, predictions? I said, I said Tennessee was going to win. I, 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 I feel like I said, I said Kentucky, Kentucky. But I said Kentucky. We were going to see what they were made of. Drop to Florida. Drop to Tennessee. That's now. Drop oh, South Carolina. South Carolina. They didn't look good against Tennessee at all. They got out-rebounded. Defense looked bad. I mean, just bad. And I, I think that's what people pride Kentucky's, like, identity on is defense in basketball. It's just not visible this season. I, wanna... I said this on the playmakers. Honestly, I said when Zakai Ziggler needs to step up, he's going to step up and drop 26 points and 13 assists. You have Dalton Connett, and he had an okay game. It wasn't his basic game where he had, like, 20-plus points. But when you have other guys like Josiah Jordan James stepping up and other guys like that, it's kind of hard for Kentucky to really bounce back when your star guard, DJ Wagner's not yeah. playing, Robert Dillingham showing up in the flesh, and uh, your guy, I Reed. Think he's putting too much pressure Reed, on Reed Shepard showing up. To, to bounce you back, though. But right. DJ, I, I, know, D- I would never wear sold DJ, on DJ, though. And DJ Wagner's been struggling all exactly. season. No, who's been struggling all season? Justin oh, Edwards. Yeah, no, Justin no, no, no. <laughs> also, my, Bra- uh, what's it called? Uh, Bradshaw. Bradshaw. Aaron, Aaron Bradshaw. Bradshaw has been struggling all season, too. He has also been the biggest disappointment in college basketball as well. Bradshaw, I mean, he just got back, though. He was dealing with injury. I feel like you got to give him a little bit more. Okay. Okay. I say give him to SEC play and then well championship play, but and for, then you can really. But see for it. DJ and Justin Edwards, I, they have no excuse. They're two of the best players in the country coming in. I think Edwards though, Edwards he looks lost in our offense. I feel like he doesn't have a role that he needs to transfer, yet. bro. I think not he, it I think he will transfer. I think DJ he'll depending on how the rest of the season goes, how he plays. He's one and done. You know, he reminds me of Christian Livingston. That's who he reminds me of. How he didn't really fit in with Kentucky, and then he went to the league. Who, Edwards or uh, Wagner? Edwards, Edwards, Justin Edwards, yeah. So, 
I think in this game, you've seen no DJ Wagner. You've seen Reed Shepard play the point guard. He's really showing that he has he has no holes in his game outside of being 6'2". He leads the team in assists. Obviously, great shooter. Rob Dillingham, he's just a bucket. I think that's why he's been able to succeed more than DJ Wagner. He has an offensive game, a one-on-one -on -one game. Can create his own shot. DJ didn't have that uh, shot creation ability. So for Kentucky, I don't think this is a team built to win in March. I think no, this is a team. I think, I think they'll win a game, maybe two. But they won't win because... Outside of their top three players, Shepard, Reeves, and Rob Dillingham, Trey Mitchell, he's a little inconsistent, but he'll probably be that fourth guy for me. I don't see how they could win in March. On it, Tennessee, on my bad country, go My ahead. bad. I was about to say, Kentucky doesn't even have a true identity. No, they you, don't. You don't know what type of team they want to be. Mm -hmm. And it's been Calipari's issue for decades. Him winning a national championship is what saved him from being an overrated coach, honestly. To me, he's still overrated. It's no way you get number one class after number one class after number one class after number one class in this first round exit after first round exit after first round exit. And to add on to that, their defense is literally like horrendous. Like I'm I, I, I just, no, I just it have is. to say, that. I can score on let me, them. Let me, let me, let me, let me say, let me say a quick, quick fact, bro. <laughs> they, they, they allow at least 77 points a game that's bad that's out of all division one schools that's ranked 295th out of 362 and this is a top program in the country quote unquote when it comes to the sport of basketball like that's bad they gave up 26 points to the two non-leading scorers on tennessee <laughs> like they've they've allowed each. they've allowed teams to score 85 points or more six times out of their nine last sec matchups that's bad and then they don't communicate on defense and then letting Tennessee score 103 is ridiculous. <laughs> How much do you blame on them just being young and inexperienced? How much it's not even about being young and inexperienced. It's about coaching. I would say it's about Cal personnel. Bro, Calipari, like Calipari, bro, he has to lead this driving kick system out. Like, all you're doing is taking that dominant point guard, you're putting all pressure on him to find everybody else. Once his game ain't going, what is he going to do? He's going to start jacking up shots. That's why DJ Wagner is not working in the system. How much of the struggles for Kentucky on DJ Wagner not performing on Justin Edwards not performing. I mean, I was never high on Justin Edwards. Mm. I was I, never high on DJ. I was high on DJ. I thought DJ was going to be the next. I thought he was going to be like his daddy, boy. I'm trying to tell you. I really did. I but, thought DJ was going to play well, but I didn't think he was going to be, you know. I didn't. I might sound like a hater, but I would say Rob should start. Rob is that guy. Rob should be the face of this draft class instead of DJ. But And Rob Dillingham has been doing his thing since day one. Okay, interesting, interesting. We'll see how it all unfolds, you know. March is in, what, a month? So we'll see how everything goes out and then how SC tournament play plays out. But on to the NFL. We had some big news. Cliff Kingsbury is now being hired as the optimal coordinator. Dumb. For Terrible. the commanders. And Dumb. they let go Terrible. Eric Bieniemy. You know what I don't understand ahead, about KB. that franchise? Like, this was actually like a legitimate offseason where you could do all the right things. And you choose to do the wrong you got, thing. You got a great wide receiving core. Your defense is kind of decent. And then you have a draft pick that you could go and draft a quarterback like a Jaden Daniels or a J.J. McCarthy. These are just names. Mm -hmm. Not saying that they should go get these guys. And then you bring in a great head coach, right? I, I feel like I feel like Dan Quinn would be great as a head coach in Washington. And Dan Quinn, you what do you go and do? 28-3? We just don't, you're just not going to remember like that didn't happen. He took his team to a Super Bowl. Okay. That's the icing on the cake. The offense couldn't score. I mean, who else were they going to hire? Bro. The enemy? That's more so on the politics side of football. Bro, you feel well, me? Let, let, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this, right? Because it's really been eating at me, right? What has Kingsbury done? 
for him to be. He's Patrick Mahomes. What? What? But oh, he's coached Caleb Williams. Ho oh, oh, ho! Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Has he, has he, a, coached, he has a great has resume he with quarterbacks? Them? Has he coached them or developed them? I mean, you see how Patrick Mahomes look right now, right? But Patrick, Mah- but Patrick Mahomes can't even read defenses until he got to the league. Let's talk about that. He made Kyler Murray look like a shell of him. Let's talk about that. That's Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray played season. the video games. Kyler Murray played video games. we're not talking about that. He had that. to play a contract cause to not play video games and be in the film room. Caleb that's Williams not, no, that's look, not his Caleb fault. Williams looked so bad this year against top teams when Kingsburg was his coach. You telling me you're going to hire him just because you think you're going to get Caleb Williams? When they got Airbnb, a good shot now. When Eric Bieniemy took a bad offense and made them into a top Facts. 10 offense, Facts. and you're going to fire him for yeah. an unproven coach who has not done nothing but attach his name to other quarterbacks? Facts. That's what we going to do now? Okay. It's, it's, it's a, it's, it, like, you're not wrong. Like, make it make sense. It because he has not succeeded at any point where he has been at. He got hired to be a head coach in the NFL when his record was 36-45 and 45 at Texas Tech. We're not even Fair. talking about Texas. We're not even talking about Alabama. We're talking about Texas Tech, a bottom tier Big 12 team. And y'all gave him a head coaching job. In four years, he only he made it to the playoffs it. He one time. Have, he doesn't, he's not head coaching for the commanders. Listen, but still, but still he's like, not a good coach. Yeah, like, I, it doesn't make That's sense. That's my it's, thing. Because, because they're, you literally take, they're literally taking a risk because they want Caleb Williams. You got to listen to it. Bro, that makes Listen, 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 listen. Oh my listen. God. Yes, it is dumb, but they're taking a reach. Okay, yes, I understand. Dude, how, are they, how do bro. they expect to get Caleb Williams? Listen, I don't, that's my, my, I, don't, I don't know what I don't know what they're gonna trade up for, but the, this is what they're begging on. One, he's from there. Two, he came out of Gonzaga, which is a high school in the area. Three, this is offensive coordinator, so obviously they will take a reach for him. Oh, oh, guess what? Guess what? The same thing you can say with Chase Young. And Chase listen, Young was from DC. He got hired by them, and guess what? Two years later, he's gone. Well, it's a new, what are it's, we talking about it's, here? It's a it's a new it's a new ownership. It's Bro, a whole new ownership. The new, new ownership, same team. Jeff, this a whole nothing is changing. This a whole new ownership. Hey Jeff, hey Jeff, hey Jeff, hey Jeff, let's let's be real. Let's be real. Again, Amar said it best. This was their all season to do everything right, and guess what they've been doing? Everything wrong. I'm just explaining what they're thinking. I'm not agreeing. I'm just saying they're trying to take a reach so, to go get Caleb. Why, why? My whole thing is like this, right? This is what I don't understand. Like, you know, history repeats itself. Teams that have taken reaches have always lost. They took a reach on RG3. They lost. The Panthers took a reach on Bryce Young. Bryce Young they lost. They took a reach like uh R- Ricky Williams. Man. They lost. No team has ever won by reaching. You gotta let the ducks fall in place. The more you reach, the more you're gonna lose. You ever heard the term in basketball? You reach, I teach. <laughs> Guess what? History's been teaching them over and so, over. So, 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 so you it. think? So you think Eric Bieniemy would have been a way better offensive coordinator? Yeah. Or not even not even offensive coordinator. He should have got head coach. I believe. Head I coach. believe you should at least gave him. That opportunity for him exactly. to show you that he can be the head coach. Because guess what they was losing? They was missing a quarterback. They was a quarterback away. Facts. Mind you, uh, Sam Howell was not a bad quarterback, but Sam Howell just kept making inconsistent decisions Correct. at the wrong Facts. possible time. Facts. He took sacks that wasn't necessary. He threw interceptions when he did not need to throw. He forced a lot of things. That was Sam Howell's problem at Washington and at UNC. That's why he failed where he failed to. But my whole thing is you're going to blame Eric B. Enemy for making your offense a top 10 offense that you have not had in 15 years? That's what we're gonna do. Matter of fact, not 15 in 20 years. They have never even been at that position since Kirk Cousins to even have a quarterback to be in top and passing so, so touchdowns and whatever. So time out. Are you mad that he got fired or are you mad that he should have got the head coaching position? Both. Instead Both. Of Dick? Okay. Both. Because okay. it's like you I'm, I'm a little bit confused with your take. I'm, because, because I just said he should have got. Go ahead. Go, go, go. makes my bad, my bad. sense as a head coach just to entice Caleb Williams to come. 
Yeah. Oh, see, yeah. Entice Katie Williams to come what? You, to that, the Commanders. That's not entice. What, what is that? Well, no, no, because I only say this because, listen, when you think about it, Chicago Bears, it's not a stable franchise, one. That's not true. Yeah, yeah, that is not true. true. Yes, that it is, is true. not true. Chicago what? Bears is more of a stable what? franchise than the so Washington so Commanders. No, no, no. I'm, I'm saying as far as coaching, listen, they had Matt Nagy, the whole crew, right? When they didn't perform, they fired everybody else but Matt Nagy, correct? They brought a whole new staff. Matt Nagy stood there. Matt Nagy stayed the following year, fired Matt Nagy and, and the whole firing staff and brought in Iberflu now. Fired everybody on the Iberflu staff and kept Iberflu. Is that consistent to you? Is that stable? I mean, no. Uh, okay, no. Okay, but, but, guess no. What? but guess what? They have been to a Super Bowl before the Washington Commanders have, right or wrong? Bro, we're talking about right now. No, no, bro. Okay, okay. About, okay, okay. The Bears okay, okay. went 1960s. Right. Like, we Nin- was in board game. 2008. What are you talking about? Man, we kind of had Jake. Who was it, Jake Cutler? Yeah. No, no, was no, it? no, no, no. Oh, Rex Grossman, Rex Grossman, Rex Grossman. Oh uh, against against uh, Payne Manning. You feel me? Oh, but, but wait, but wait. It was here in Miami. But that's not the, that's not the point of the story. I'm saying what y'all doing is you want to talk about quarterbacks. Who has had the most proven quarterbacks between Eric B. Enemy and, Cl- and Cliff Kingsbury? I mean, they both coached him. But who made him better? No, I'm, I understand yeah. you. I understand, but I'm saying they both coached him. That, hey, you can coach. Hey, look, yeah. you can throw me an apple, and I'm making it, and I'm making it into apple juice. What? What I'm saying, you already throw me something good, but I'm making it into something better. You feel me? Yeah, I understand that. Like, but I'm just saying, as far as stability goes, I think it's the commanders. The commanders are not stability nah. at all. You talking about more a, than the talk, Bears? I just, on, I just bro, broke bro, it down bro, to you. Listen, listen, listen. When this don't pan out, this don't pan out. Work. Who's gonna leave? Ebufu, right? All right. Repeat. This is this, this, this what I'm saying, Jeff. This just like the saying. Panthers. Just this like the Panthers. Saying. Hey, Jeff. This is what I'm saying. Go. They were saying, oh, they they hired Cliff Kingsbury because his connections with Caleb Williams. What does his connection with Caleb Williams do for Caleb Williams to come to Washington? Make him feel comfortable? No, it does nothing. It will it, make him no, feel comfortable. No, bro, it does nothing because guess he's what? Listen, because listen, guess what? Listen, guess what? Guess listen, what? Listen, no, 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 no. Because listen, he's he before he'll feel more comfortable because he's back at his home home place and with his old coach. That's the only reason why. What, 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 Chicago, pick, what pick do they have? What second, pick do they have? They second, have the second pick, right? Yes. Can't can't or cannot another team come and take that first pick overall and go get Caleb Williams? I mean, it depends on what package they get. Uh-huh. We don't we don't know who. But you what, gotta give me a team. What does really Washington have to offer? What does Washington have to offer? Draft picks. They got draft picks. They could really. I mean, it wouldn't make sense for them to do it, but that's they got Terry McLaurin, a uh, good wide they're receiver. Not, they're not giving up Terry. Exactly. So, like, that's, that's why I said it wouldn't make sense. They, they, but they can literally give a first round next year, a, f- a f- second round this year, probably another first round the following year. So you, so you, you, you willing, you willing to Chicago, risk all that? Chicago's on. not doing that. Like yeah. that, that's what I'm saying. Like the realistic possibility of that being a thing is just zero to none. Chicago's and, and, not taking and, Kayla Williams. <laughs> what? I don't think they take. Yeah, bro, cause, cause, bro, cause bro, all the look, baggage he brings, no. I don't think they're gonna risk. Wait, wait. I I agree, but I don't agree because. Again, I don't think the Chicago Bears are sold on Justin Fields. They have not come out and said, this is our guy. That's a problem when the draft is coming up in less than 100 days. Like, the players can support him. You can say whatever you want as a player, but the organization hasn't done it. Like, a perfect, a perfect I mean, example. Obviously, no, but like the organization perfect... has done it because they fire head coaches, offensive coaches yeah. every other year. Okay, so this, this is what I'm saying. I don't think they're sold on Justin Fields. I think they're going to use that first-round pick, and they might, they might even leverage 
leverage that first round pick and leverage it with other teams to see what they can get for Justin Fields. Go ahead and take Caleb Williams, start fresh, and then boom, go ahead like that. Now, if a team really was going to be serious and actually advocate and say like, hey, this is our guy, like we're moving forward with him, they would have did what the Bucks did. They would have signed him to a contract or something like that if it was that time, or they would have made a public statement and said, this is our guy. So he's still on the board. He, I've heard that they've been trying to move him. Like just, just, there's just, no package. Just, move exactly. Him, I mean, the pack, the package right now that's making the most sense is Atlanta. Well, what, what is it? With Justin Fields going to the Falcons. That's and they say that because he's, like, he's where? Fal- but what are the Falcons? Country, why do they say that? No, 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 no. Country, why do they say no, that? No, no, no. It's, it's nothing about him being from the Georgia area. It's more so about Atlanta's the team that wants him more than any other team because Atlanta's the smartest play for Justin Fields. What's the package for that, though? Because exactly. why is it the smartest play country? Wait, can someone answer the piece from yeah, the wait, area? Like, I, I, he's I was, literally was, from the area. I was wait, trying to, was trying to That's going to go back to my point round. with Caleb Williams. Wait, I, Clint- so what's the package deal? I believe a first, second, and it's three first, one second. Whoa. Country, stop reading that. Whoa. All right. Whoa. All right. Whoa. All righty. No. All righty. No, bro. They, they, trying, hey, they trying to get that number one overall pick. Three no, first. for Justin Fields. Oh, 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 for Justin Fields. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I know I know. it's a swap, but I know what Atlanta was willing to give up, though. <laughs> he said three first. Oh, my God. And the God. reason why the but, Falcons want Justin Fields is because he's from Atlanta. That's one of the main reasons. Reasons. And that's why they got Cliff Kingsbury because familiarity one, two from the city proves my point. So I was talking about what what the Bears want for that number one overall pick. Honestly, if I was the Bears, I will trade that number one overall pick and thug it out with Justin Fields because because yeah, he hasn't had, had a stable because he hasn't had a stable offensive coordinator. Yeah. Let alone he hasn't have off- yeah, but like you said, he hasn't have an offensive coordinator that actually wanted him at quarterback. Like I said, prove my point. Country. I'm just I'm just saying I'm just saying, you bro. Prove my point, country. Listen, man. Okay. Listen, man. You're, you're two for two with me. Prove my point. You're two for two, buddy. So it's gonna be called Jeff was right. Yeah. <laughs> Episode calls Jeff is right. Even though you on a long tangent with Slick Masons, I was a little bit confused of where you was going. But and then you still prove my Give point. Me apples, I'll make apple juice. That's like what? Uh, hey, hey, that that gotta go in the blue. Country gotta get his own horn reel. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got something good? You can make it better. All right, KB. So the package I just seen it said uh, two day two picks. So two seconds or two thirds for Justin Fields. That makes much or more second sense. And a- that makes sense. I, I was I was talking about what you would have to give up to get that number one overall. Yeah, no, no, it was it was clear because yeah. three first rounders for <laughs> Justin that, Fields. That, that, that's insane. That's that don't even sound real. Yeah. That doesn't sound right. But we have the Super Bowl coming up this Sunday, guys. I just want to hear your predictions. Bang, bang, Niner game. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Je- uh, never mind. Uh, no, there's no never mind. Nah, it's, um, it's never mind. Just next person. <laughs> honestly, uh, it's going to be a good game. I feel like if the Niners get behind in points, it's going to be a long game for us. We're going to yep. lose. Mm-hmm. That's just me being real. I'm not going to be crazy like I used to be. But if we're, if we're up at least two touchdowns or ten, I like our chances. If we're up two touchdowns or ten, enter in half or enter in the fourth quarter, I like our chances of closing it out. I like what you said. Secondly, I feel like if y'all are up ten or more going into the fourth quarter, because the Chiefs can come back like yes. during halftime, like they're a completely different team. Now, one thing we do know about the Chiefs, well, courtesy of my Buccaneers, is that they, when you get up on them, when you get up on them, it's hard. It the, is. The, the key for y'all is we ain't got bigger Mayfield though. 
Okay. Shot. Shot. Anyway. Hey, Jeff, it's not we sunny we outside, bro. We talking about exactly, Super Bowl bro. game. Brother, brother's just trying to throw shots for no That's reason, what, but it's all good, though. Hey, AMR, AMR, can you tell him it's not sunny outside? Like, stop with the shade, It's all good, though. That's why Baker just got that bag. That's why Baker won the precision competition at the Pro Bowl. Stop playing with my boy. Anyway, like, yeah, a little bit. I would, me personally, 40 mil is a little OC. A little? A little? But, hey, 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 look. Hey, hey, Baker Mayfield, congratulations. Hey, look, congrats to him. We rank number eight in cap space of all teams. So if you got the money, do it, man. Just make sure you sign Mike. Make sure you keep Mike. But like I said, going into this this Super Bowl matchup, look, the recipe's not hard. You get pressure on Patrick Mahomes. Mm -hmm. You'll be able to score on offense because that Chiefs defense is straps. Mm -hmm. We've seen it in the championship game. We've seen it in the divisional Touchdowns, round. Field goals. Like, it, it, it's simple. And once you get up, don't yeah, get I comfortable. I field goals from Jake Moody. Uh -uh. I'm done. You know <laughs> what I'm no, saying? You're going to need Brock Purdy to have a stellar game. You're going to need Christian McCaffrey to come out and play his great game. Yeah. Brandon Ayu, I don't need none of that Debo getting hurt and limping off the field in the first quarter. I don't need none of that. He needs to come and play. And that defense needs to be straps. Cause no, you know what they're no, coming that, with. No, that defense needs to wake up. Cause every time we get hit in the mouth early, yeah. we just lay down. And this is my whole spiel on the game: is that the Chiefs are a team that you have to play a perfect game against. You cannot have mistakes. We've seen it with the last two playoff games they had. Teams really beat themselves. The Chiefs played their game. They they are who they said they were. They come <laughs> out, they run the ball. <laughs> hey, that's the best lack. Cause they really are. They, they 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 come out, they throw the ball, they run it on you. They play good defense. Teams go out. They, they don't play to how they played the rest of the season. Lamar Jackson didn't play like Lamar Jackson that game. Dolphins couldn't get Tyreek Hill going. The Niners have to play a perfect game. To that point, they didn't look good against the we haven't We haven't looked good this whole play. In a while. I think we haven't we haven't reached our peak yet, and our peak could be the Super Bowl. So, con could. so contrary to my um, praying on the Chiefs' downfall all playoff series. Sorry, Trim. Nah, I'm, you don't need to say sorry. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, 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 I'm actually going to go with the Chiefs here. Ooh. It, it hurts me. <clears throat> Country, what the, I ain't going to lie. That kind of hurt me. Because I thought you was going 49ers the entire I, I way. I did too, but I mean they they haven't convinced me. Hey, 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 Jack, that was that was smooth. That was smooth. But my pick is definitely the uh the 49ers. Three for three country. We three for three on the show today. <laughs> hey, Cash ain't my pick. That's what I'm talking about. Right like, now, nah, but yeah, I'm I'm definitely going with the 49ers because I feel as though what a lot of teams been doing, like you said, Jalen. Everybody's not been playing the game. For some reason, it seems like teams are trying to be in a shootout with Patrick Mahomes exactly. instead you of actually playing. Like if you look at the if you look at the Ravens, they abandoned their running game and just started passing the ball That's just because they, they was down by seven. And I was like, bro, if y'all look at the blueprint, all you got to do is just play your game against the Chiefs. The Chiefs are not as good of a team as they used to be in the past, and you their and receivers are not because they come because other teams come out and they try to do too much and they don't play to their identity, which got them beaten all in of their every single game. Games. The Chiefs haven't done anything. Special. They, they have not done. Thank you. Thank you, bro. Like, hey. like we haven't even had a Patrick Mahomes moment, bro. I'm really? so, bro, 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 bro. I'm so glad he just said that because, bro, I've been saying this all season long. Like, it's nothing special that they do. Like, they run a simple West Coast offense. Come on. And, and like, if you want a perfect game, like this is. I hope the 49ers, because uh, what I've heard is that teams kind of watch past Super Bowls of the teams that they're playing, if there is one, to kind of see what they did in that Super Bowl. To 
to kind of see if they're kind of emulating that same thing throughout that season. Watch, Watch that Super Bowl against the Bucks. Patrick Mahomes couldn't even score a touchdown. It's not hard. And it's like, guess what the Bucks didn't do? They didn't play to the Chiefs' strength. They played their brand of football. Exactly. exactly. But everybody sees that man on the other side wearing number 15 and believe like this is about to fear. be this is about to be a shootout game. Even, we got to start be throwing Superman. the ball. Lamar like, Jackson, we need you. Save us from the NFL. Yeah, he comes out, egg. Lamar Jackson ain't even had to do that. They could have just ran the ball on the boys. And that's one thing I could say about Kyle Shanahan. Regardless of how the game is going, he is going to call his game the way he, he wants to, to call it. it. Doesn't fold from the game plan, even if it's not working. Because one thing about Kyle, and once he found that one thing is working, he going to go to it, <laughs> go to it, and he going to, like, I'm when we played against the 49ers earlier this season, it was a close game in the first half. Eh, a little bit, but not that much. But when he realized, wait a minute, they can't stop the run. What did Kyle Shanahan do the rest of the game? He ran, ran, and ran the ball again. And guess what? Play action, touchdown. Guess what he going to do against the Chiefs? He going to run the ball, run the ball, play action, touchdown. Because once they get Christian McCaffrey going, now guess what they gonna, what the Chiefs going to start that, doing? Brother. It's going to start creeping up. And guess what? Brock Purdy is just going to have open pass lanes the, the rest of the way. Brandon and see, you, baby. And see, this is the thing. Like, this is the best scenario for the 49ers. Like, the type of offense that they play, I expect a lot of RPOs, a lot of play action. They have the opportunity to keep the Chiefs on their heels. Mm -hmm. They just have to execute. I don't need none of that. Getting rights too light, I don't need none of that. So, like, I, I expect a 49ers I mean, that, the 49ers on a measure because they actually should have won the Super Bowl last year. We should have won it. We should have won the year we played the Rams and Tart dropped a backyard interception, throw him up, bust him up interception, <laughs> went right through his hands. But I digress. It's, I mean, it's all good. Y'all should. It's, it's plenty of Super Bowls y'all should have won. Y'all should have won 22. We would have whooped the Bengals in the Super Bowl. Mm. Yes, we would. That year, yes, we would. I, I even know. with Jimmy I Garoppolo, I, we would have beat him. I don't know. Oh, and you didn't have Jimmy G? I don't know about that. Joe Burr yeah. would have torched y'all. Joe Burr. Joe, and to, to our main point about teams playing to their identity and, and not backing down when they see 15 across the field, is the that's the reason why Joe Burrow has not lost. Well, yeah, I don't know if he hasn't lost to the Chiefs, but he looks good when he plays I the Chiefs. I think he has not lost to the Chiefs. No, 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 no. He, he, did, he, did. He, lost, he lost in the playoffs last, last year. year. Yeah, last year, yeah. but I'm saying he still played his brand of but, football. But, that, lo but, that, loss, but that loss was on a BS call Thank you. I was at say the end of the game. Exterior factors like, towards the end of the game yeah. that, that tossed up the game. But y'all know where I'm going. I'm going Chiefs. Been with riding with the Chiefs all year. <laughs> you know, it ain't, ain't much to explain. You might as well just make the Chiefs your favorite team. Uh, I'm agreeing with, they are my with favorite Mike team. on an NFL No, he's not a Chiefs fan, ladies and gentlemen out there. He's already stated that. The Chiefs are Patrick Mahomes fan. They're my favorite team. But, you know, we're going with the Chiefs, Super Bowl number three in six years. Call it what you want, man. I just like their <laughs> football. My mom's played the best football in the NFL. But that's neither here nor there. Let's talk about some hoops, you know. This we love brother. some good basketball. The All-Star selection just came out. Who was an All-Star? Paolo Bancaro. Paolo Bancaro. I mean, Shane Hildreth Alexander. We about to get another one in Franz Wagner when they announced the placements for Julius Randle and Joel Embiid. Oh, I forgot about He's yeah. definitely going to be in there. He, exactly. Like, I, I don't really see anyone else. It'll be they Trey were, Young and Franz. Nah, I, I, was I was say, say Trey. Because yeah, Trey was my snub, but yeah. Trey was definitely a big he was snub. He was the biggest snub for me. Mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of people talking about De'Aaron Fox and uh, Demonis Sabonis, but it's like... Yeah, At the West, who can you replace them with? Yeah, like, but that's what I was just about to ask. You gotta have two Timberwolves. I would have put Rudy Gobert instead of Conley Towns. That's just my opinion. 
Artifice of Sabonis uh, over Cat. Cat. I mean, I choose Sabonis over Cat. The Wolves are the best team in the NBA. I mean, the best team in the Western Conference. Yeah, let's talk about it. How is Ant not a starter, and that's the best team in the NBA? Because who you gonna replace him with? What you mean, who you gonna replace? Luke or Shea? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Gonna take one no, I'm putting Luke on the bench. Yeah. No. If I'm the number one team in the West and I'm not a starter, what not, are we talking whoa, whoa, about? Yeah, but he has whoa, a better whoa, collective whoa, team up, around him up, Luka Doncic. Hold up. They are not the number one team in the West. The, yep. It's OKC. Let's get that correct. Oh. Well, at the time. No, no, it's not at the time. No. For the majority <laughs> of the season. <laughs> we, majority, we, for the majority, like, majority, majority of the season. I, I, majority of the season, I, I, it was I, the Wolves. Hey, Y'all going to give us our credit. We I'm not discrediting nobody. No. I'm just saying. We've been number one for the past week. Leave us alone. Oh, my God. I'm saying majority of the season, it was the Wolves. They exactly, led defensive man. rating at that. And that why? Because Rudy Gobert. We man, do not. I'm hey, we I'm do not, not care. <laughs> what? I'm not We a do not care. Nah, that was disrespectful. I ain't like him coming off as a reserve. It's not nothing necessarily disrespectful because at the end of the day, he's still a all-star. All -star. Yeah. At the end of the but day. But I know he probably want to be a starter, though. Nah, sure. I don't think he really cares that much. You think Ant don't care? He doesn't. Oh, you don't know Anthony Edwards, I don't, then. But, I mean, it's, it's, it's like the Pro Bowl. It's like, do they put that much stock onto being all Like, the yeah, all-star title is nice, yes. but I'm saying the game itself, oh, being no. a starter. I mean, I would have. I don't know, bro. It's hard, in, it's hard in the West, bro. Like, he's just not a starter yet. Yeah, like like the East like the swag. You really think about it. <laughs> all right, bro. No, <laughs> Bro, Giannis, Joel Embiid, Tatum, Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson should have been a starter. He should have been a starter. Yeah, he should have been a starter. Jalen Brunson should have been a starter. Over Lillard. Oh, yeah, over Lillard. I don't like Tyrese Halliburton as a starter. Nah, that's just me personally. Yeah, no, no. I would have had Trey Young as bro, a starter. Bro, go look at his stats. Bro, someone go look at his stats, bro. Paolo's been playing better. That's my opinion. But they don't play the same position. It's positions. Still, bro. Yeah, stop. <laughs> I was gonna say yeah, just, just be grateful Paolo, Paolo up in there What you mean you know be grateful saying? He earned it What you mean be he, grateful No I'm saying But like, y'all y'all, y'all get y'all get an inch Y'all try to get a mile No 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 Story, no, no, story, no, story. No, no, no Take that back I don't like how you said that <laughs> What you mean be grateful He's been out playing Half of these dudes bro I understand that I'm not saying that What I'm saying is Okay he's a reserve right mm -hmm. That's it He should have been a starter Just take I this inch that. I didn't say I'm that. talking about Kibi I'm talking about Take this little inch Next year Yes he deserves to be a starter But take this inch bro It's steps My brother you can't just Hop to the top like LeBron You know what I'm saying not everybody's LeBron James, you feel me? Might I mention Paolo is the only rookie I know, to I just, put up I, I, numbers I, I just, I like that. he did I, since I, LeBron James. I understand James. that. I understand that, but not everybody's like. And he, and he, has, he has played zero national televised games this year. Yeah, that's a, that's How wild. many has Wimby played? I don't even know. Too many to count. Yeah. Yeah. This, this is, Wimby, is Wimby on this list? No. 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 Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, Thought all, so. They knew about that one. This all said Wimby train is starting to get a little bit old now. Why? Because his team is just terrible. But he's hooping. No, no, no. I'm not saying he's He's not. I'm just saying, like, why is this team acting like they don't want him to get the ball? Like, I'm sitting here watching the game, and some random with no name decides to jack up a three when they down by one and Wimby's wide open in the paint. With four seconds left to go, might I ask? It's like this hateful Wimby is starting to get old at this point. Pop got to do something about that. Well, you saying you saying like the media is like hating on Wimby? No, no not no, the no. media. His team. No, his team. Oh, oh, the ball. oh. His team, they're not giving him Wimby the ball. Wimby. Wimby can actually average thirty, honestly. Yeah, actually. Like if we being if we being honest, but I also think Wimby should have replaced Cat, but. I mean, we talked about this like a while, bro. LeBron was dealing with the same thing when he boy, first got to the Cavs. Say that, say that take one more. Wait, 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 wait. I said Wimby could have replaced Cat. Ooh, 
I don't like that one, brother. Okay. Yeah. We're gonna we gonna spare we gonna spare you on that. Cut one. his mic. And me, and me and Jeff looked at each other like we heard that right. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, damn, we just let that slide. Yeah, we gonna we gonna we Wait, gonna spare you on that one. So but, obviously Trey Young's gonna come in with the replacements. Who else have replacement in the East? They said France. Yeah, France. Yeah, I said France. They said France. Uh, in the Easter Conference, two All Stars. Porzingis. I was. On, I was. I think Porzingis, Porzingis a little bit deserves him over France. I wouldn't. Uh, if you're asking me. Yeah, I was thinking more Porzingis. Yeah. Either three way. Celtics up in there. Why three? Jalen Brown's already won. Mm-hmm. Jason Tatum's a starter. Mm-hmm. Porzingis to replace. Nah. Oh, question. Yeah, I think it'll be trans- question. Fun. Question. Why is Doc Rivers the head coach of the East All Star Game? Because Dude, the Bucks know. are number one. Is that how that goes? Is that yeah. how that goes? Yeah. Because the Celtics yeah. are definitely. But didn't he kind of just like inherit that though? Like, yeah, it, huh. it was bad. Even even he was shocked. Doc Rivers was shocked. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hey Jeff, you just said that the Bucks are number one, but they're not. The Celtics are number one by five games. Well, I'm saying like majority of the season they was number one. He didn't even coach majority of the season. And I understand, and that's why he was a little bit thrown off. That's why he was a little bit thrown off when when he first found out about it. Bro, I'm about sick and tired of this whole Doc Rivers thing. This bad basketball. Like, I'm really starting to hate the NBA because it's like it's not even about you being good, it's about your name. Now. The two coach the two head coaches uh, of the teams with the best record in each conference will coach in the all-star game. How never mind. So But I'm saying that, the Bucks when, spent majority of time like when being was that good. De- wait, but when was that determined though? Cause if it's going on we're going about like right now, then it should be the Thunder coach. It, it is, should be which, the Celtics coach. No, it's not. It's the Timberwolves head coach. So it was already predetermined then. Yeah, yeah, it had to be because I'm re- I'm reading this article from Oklahoma Thunder people. So okay, yeah. okay, okay. That'll conclude the show. You know, now it's time to get into the best part of the show. You know, the shout outs. Shout outs. For me, first and foremost, I want to thank my Lord and Savior. Without him, I wouldn't be able to, you know, be able to host a show today. You know, I wouldn't be able to do what I love every day. I want to thank the guys in the studio for believing in me. I want to thank my friends and family for believing in me. I want to thank the School of Journalism as well for giving me an opportunity to accept the best me into college. You know, man. Shout out to the guys in the studio, man. Um, thank God every day for giving me another opportunity to live another day, make impact, and be in the studio with these guys, man. <sighs> I cherish each show, man, for real. But uh, that's all I got. I ain't going to be too long tonight. First and foremost, thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Shout out to the family back home. Shout out to you, country. You know, proved I was right. <laughs> Jeremy Musa. I knew it was coming. <laughs> proved that I was right about the whole... Cliff Kingsbury thing and the Justin Fields incident. You, you know, shout out to you, man. It proved me that I was right. You were, we were on the same page as far as the Super Bowl. So shout out to you, man. Three for three, man. This will be the last never, time. Never thought I would see it come, but, you know, shout right. out to you, man. Shout out to God Studio as well. All right, you heard it here. Uh, Country said this be the last time, Jeff Wright. All right, now, let's get a timestamp on that one. Yep, timestamp. Yes, sir. February 5th, 2024. Uh, I'd like to thank God, my family back home. Um, also, shout out Black History Month. So here's a cool little Black History fact. It's Hank Aaron's birthday. So MLB legend, I think it'd be worth mentioning February 5th. So uh, happy Black History Month. And uh, yeah. Well, I just want to thank everybody that's in here, the good brothers around me that's always supported me, even though if I make some outlandish takes. <laughs> and yes, this today was Jeff's day. You feel me? Jeff was right. So I, I give him his props. You feel me? But at the end of the day, I just want to thank the School of Journalism and Terrence in the booth. You know, just got to thank him for at least giving me this opportunity to speak with y'all. Just Mike doing his thing down there, jailing up there. Jeff, uh, y'all know Jeff. And, and Kiwi doing his thing too. So I just want to thank all you guys. You're... And we out. We out. Ooh.
Halftime with the Playmakers is produced in the studios of WNM FM 90.5 and the School of Journalism and Graphic Communication at Florida A&M University.